Hey, it's a bonus episode of Locked on Clippers. What a great day. Uh, it is me, Positive Chuck Mockler, one half of the hosting duel of the five days a week Locked on Clippers podcast. William, the opinion update, is unavoidably detained, so I will be bringing you this bonus episode. Uh, today, we're just, you know, I'm going to be recapping uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's appearance for the final Clippers Media Day. A lot of good stuff said. Uh, PG's dedicated about the Clippers. Kawhi talked about his leadership as well as kind of chemistry and the basketball IQ statement. And then back half, just talking the first half of the Clippers schedule that was released today. There's some interesting matchups. There's definitely a stretch early on where we could see a nice run and a little bit of weirdness. Um, But yeah, let's just dive right into it right here. Uh, Paul George was the first to speak today, which was awesome. I think the biggest news that's going to come out of this is that he stated that he wants to retire a Clipper. Uh, He said, I'm happy, I'm home. He also said, this is where my heart is now. We have seen people say they've wanted to retire a Clipper before. Um, Shout out to Blake Griffin, and that didn't exactly happen. But, you know, given the extension situation with Paul George and kind of the coy comments from Lawrence Frake in regards to his contract, as well as Luke Kennard's, this seems like a possibility. I wouldn't be surprised um, after this if we see an extension uh, for PG before the end of this year for sure. But it's got, you know, it's got to make Clippers fans happy that such a good player wants to remain a Clipper Of course, this comment from Paul George will probably not go viral like his other ones, which is unfortunate, but what are you going to do? That was one of the nice things about this appearance, actually, is that Paul George didn't say anything to make people super mad. So I think we got to chalk that up as a win as well. Paul George was also asked about last year uh, from just, you know, his play, and he called it unacceptable. He says, last year was an unacceptable year for me. I know that. One of the things that he's really excited about is that he got his offseason back, which was really great to hear. He seemed really excited. Inconsistent health was his biggest bugaboo. Kind of said that uh, he doesn't think he understands, uh, or he doesn't think people understand how hard it is to play and kind of rehab your shoulders when playing basketball, which I think is a fair point. None of us have really gone through that. On the 3-1 lead, this was interesting. He said the 3-1 lead sits with him and haunts him which was very ominous um, on such a sunny afternoon in Los Angeles to hear Paul George say. But it's nice to hear. I'm going to be honest. You know, there's there's a lot of talk where guys are like, you know, we just got to move past it, yada, yada, all that. Marcus Morris said something to that extent, but it's Marcus Morris, so there's a little more oomph to it. But it's good to see, you know, Paul George isn't self or not self-aware. I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in some of the comments he makes. They're a little just kind of like, where the hell are these coming from? But this was a nice kind of self-aware moment. He also, uh, someone asked him about his doc comments, and he handled this really well. He made sure to kind of clear the air while doing a good job at kind of reiterating that he wasn't technically wrong. You know, he said, you know, he said, I said what I said. I'm to blame in that situation as much as anybody else. So, you know, he wasn't putting it all on doc. But he also referenced what Marcus Morris said about the adjustments and things like that, which was kind of funny, kind of his own way of being like, hey, I, uh, yeah, okay, maybe what I said was a little out of context, whatever, whatever, but I'm not the only one to have said this, so there has to be a pattern to it. Um, Said he's most excited to hoop and get back on the floor with everybody. You know, this was a nice, uh, this was a pretty standard Presser. It was good to see. Um, you know, biggest news obviously is going to be him wanting to retire as a Clipper. That's great. Um, looked happy, seemed happy to be there, which was a good time. Kawhi Leonard was next. 
he, uh, in classic Kawhi fashion, took a while to arrive, but that just made this, you know, weird press situation feel a little bit more normal for everybody, so that was good. Um, leadership was a big topic here. Uh, he had a great quote where he said, the motivation definitely comes from within a player. Coach can't put a battery in your back and tell you play hard or go win games. You have to, your mindset uh, has to be right, basically, is what he's saying, which was awesome and might actually um, prove that he is a robot of some kind. This also, you know, looking back at what we've heard about, you know, last season's coaching situation, this might be in direct reference to how Doc was handling things. You know, we heard guys say, just got to play our game. Clippers fans heard Doc say that a lot. And, you know, I think this is kind of alluding to that. He didn't, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge or anything. But you can kind of gather with what happened last year and what this comment says. He also was asked if his leadership role was going to change. And he seemed a little perturbed at the question. Uh, His answer was, my leadership role isn't going to change. I'm going to keep doing the same thing I've been doing. And I say he seemed annoyed because I don't, you know, it's Kawhi, right? He's not an outright He's not a showy guy. So I think sometimes the leadership situation, you know, people like, oh, is he reaching out to other players? Is he doing these things and all that good stuff? When he absolutely is. Um, And, you know, he just doesn't put it out there like that. Um, But, you know, uh, Nick Patum recently gave an interview where he said that uh, Kawhi, PG, Lawrence Frank, Stephen Ballmer all called him um, when he was waived. So... You know, these off-the-court leadership things are happening. Um, you know, he texted Serge. He, he texted Serge that he doesn't have time to tell him everything L.A. has. and just wanted to know if he was going to be on the team or not. So I think there might be a bit of a, not a chip on his shoulder, but just a these people don't understand what I'm actually doing for the team vibe. Now, uh, as Clippers fans, this might be a little dicey to hear, given what we you know saw last year and things we've talked about on this podcast as well. But it is what it is. Um, we just got to ride with it this year, and hopefully, you know, winning solves everything, which was another thing both of these guys kind of said today. Uh, on the basketball IQ statement he made uh, last season, you know, kind of what he meant by that, he kind of just listed off a, you know, classic basketball things that the team needed to be better at. When to take threes, shot clock awareness, foul trouble, all of those things. Um it was kind of a funny answer because it was basically just like the basics is what it seemed like. Um, but, you know, hopefully that's ironed out now as well. And then, you know, of course, game seven was brought up um, against the Nuggets. He said that game seven doesn't stick in his head. You know, they had chances to win before that and should have. Um, also mentioned that last year was quote unquote a lot for the Clippers, which I think anyone listening to this podcast will absolutely agree with. Um, you know, he referenced guys losing loved ones, being in and out of the bubble. Uh, and before that, just the chaotic, um, you know, health situation of the team made lineups hard to get used to. And just like a lot of other players, he said he's excited to just get a healthy start to camp. You know, I said Paul George said he got his offseason back. And that's kind of what Kawhi was talking about, too. You know, everyone's getting a healthy start in training camp to really build this chemistry and actually practice, which is good. Uh, in terms of Ty Lue, said he hasn't heard a lot from Ty Lue yet. Uh, given the COVID situation and everything like that and just the time frame. But he knows his championship pedigree and basketball intelligence will help the team quite a bit. Um, I'm really excited to see when this system starts to come to fruition, what uh, Kawhi looks like, because I think it's, he's going to be elite in whatever Ty Lue system uh, we get to see. 
He also, uh, Kawhi is confident that the NBA will handle the COVID situation. He's also confident that the Clippers will be able to handle another stoppage um, and the league as a whole just because they've already kind of been through it. You know, they understand how these stops and starts can kind of, uh, you know, just happen, especially with a public health scenario like this. One thing that was a little odd was he referenced the NFL as a uh, governing sports body that was doing well with it. I don't know how many of you are aware of the NFL COVID situation, uh, but one team recently had to play without any rostered quarterbacks. So not entirely sure um, if that was the best analogy, but hey, what are you going to do? He also didn't know what week the NFL were on, so I don't think he's paying that much attention, nor should he because there's Clippers basketball to be played. Um, that's just kind of a quick hitter for you um, about the the presser from the two Clippers stars. Again, fairly uneventful, but Kawhi's comments on leadership were great. Um, there's a bunch of great clips on Twitter. Uh, check out Fly By Night. Check out uh, Tomer. Check out Farbod, Lucas Hahn. Um, all those guys are going to have great video up. Um, so you can actually literally see when Paul George says, I'd like to be a Clipper for life. Uh, coming up, just going to be talking a little bit of the first half Clippers schedule. Okay, so we're back this quick hitter episode. Um, first half schedule for the Clips looks okay, you know? Um, first three games are pretty difficult. It's Lakers, Denver, Dallas. So you get, I mean, hey, kudos to the NBA uh, for giving fans what they want, which is evidently uh, revenge games for the first part of the season. I'm excited for this. Theoretically, the team will be at, you know, it's healthiest, healthier than it was last year um, to start the season. So this is great. Um, this is, you know, an iron sharpens iron type situation right off the bat, which you love to see, especially for a team that has championship hopes like the Clippers and all three of these teams, um, some more realistic than others, of course. But I'm excited. This is going to be a good time. There are six back-to-backs for the Clippers in these games. Um, three of them are in February. Um a weird part is they end the first half of the season with a back-to-back versus Memphis and then uh, versus Memphis again. So that's going to be a fun time. But uh, so, you know, Kawhi, there was no uh, questions about Kawhi's load management situation today, which was a little surprised by, but also, you know, it makes sense. You're not going to put Kawhi on blast. And he's also not going to answer that question the way that you probably want him to. Um, for those of you familiar with how Kawhi Leonard uh, does interviews, but we got to imagine, you know, he's probably going to be missing maybe six games of this first this first half of the schedule. Uh, there's a chance for a really nice run in January um, for the Clippers to either get a rhythm going or take some momentum into. In the beginning of January to kind of right around the end, we, uh, we play the Suns, then the Spurs and the Warriors on a back-to-back, then the Warriors again uh, after a day break, then Bulls, Pels, Kings, Pacers, Kings again, OKC, OKC, and Atlanta. So you look at that schedule, depending where the Suns are, depending where the Warriors are, and who knows what's going to happen really with the Pacers, um, that's a nice little area to get some rhythm going. You know, I think we'll see uh, maybe Ty Lue tinker a little bit um, in this stretch. Like, that's, you know, that's a one of the softer areas of the schedule that's going to be really fun to watch um, the Clippers play and just see the whole new, you know, see all the guys and, you know, everything they're doing. Should be hitting their stride at that point, let's hope, especially after that difficult start um, against Lakers, Denver, and then Dallas. The Clippers will also play the Kings on Super Bowl Sunday, so go ahead and clear your calendar that day. Don't do anything else. Um, They're playing at noon. Can't imagine the game will start then, but, 
yeah, I, I wonder how many people are actually going to be uh, watching that game. Um, the Clips will have 11 nationally televised games uh, in the first half, which is great since watching the Clippers seems to be one of the most difficult things you can actually do this year thanks to horrible TV contracts. Um, but yeah, it's shaping up. You know, it really feels like Clippers basketball is truly back. Um, seeing Kawhi, seeing PG, getting this schedule um, you know, in front of us. It's, it's an exciting time for Clippers fans. One of the things I've really liked about this, you know, whole media week is how, you know, a lot of Clippers are on the same page. They've talked about adjustments needing to be made, when adjustments need to be made. They've talked about coming into the season healthy. They've talked about building chemistry. It just feels like they know exactly what went wrong last season and they fixed it. Um, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of cliches said, all that good stuff, but it really feels like you know, we saw Lawrence Frank, we saw Ty Lue, we saw Kennard, we saw Zoo, we saw Serge, we saw Mook, and now we saw our two big stars. Everyone is on the same page, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, we hope everyone had a good media week. Hope you guys are getting psyched up um, for this new Clipper season where hopefully, obviously, things go a little bit better uh, than they did last season. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. If you missed our episode that came out today as well, we recapped the Serge Ibaka and Marcus Morris um, pressers. Those were very eventful. Marcus Morris had a hell of a lot to say, as did Serge Ibaka. A little bit of a different tone, though. Um, yeah, you can catch us, uh, Locked on Clips, usually just five days a week, but if something fun happens, we'll do another episode just in case. Um, you can review us on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, all those good places. Uh, if you leave a review, we'll read it. Uh, shout out Scott from Your Belinda for the, the most uh, backhanded five-star review we've ever gotten. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we'll be back on Monday with the Freshies, talking about what we want to see from the new guys, maybe some reports um, from the first contact practice on Sunday. But yeah, I've been Positive Chuck Mockler, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday.